0: money web now on the money the show is brought to you by stanlib visit stanlib.com to get in touch with one of their investment specialists Stanlip asset management is an authorized financial services provider Checking with Stefano Moroni, CEO of Renogen. Disclaimer up front, I hold shares in Renogen. Stefano, you had results earlier this week, six months ending August. Loss making shouldn't have surprised people. I don't want to delve into numbers. I want to delve into phase one. LNG, how's production? What capacity are you at and what are sales going like?
1: Yeah, so the capacity that we're at is a little over 40%. It's almost the 50% mark. So right now we're producing about just over 20 tons of LNG per day. Nameplate capacity is between 50 and 55 tons of LNG per day. Then obviously on the helium side, as soon as the helium is fully operational, we'll be again at about the 40% of the 300 kilos. And once we're in full-scale operation, which will be about halfway through the year next year, will then be up to close to the 300 kilograms per day of helium.
0: Stay with the LNG, I want to come to the helium in a sec. Around 40%, what gets you to what you call the nameplate? I mean, is that just as you ramp up and sort of stress test the facility?
1: So the facility itself is fully stress tested and all of the different components Mm. work. So now what we're doing is that the additional wells that we've drilled We need to tie those into the main pipeline. So we've got 15 wells connected at the moment. There's another four that are waiting to be tied in. And the drilling rigs have already commenced the drilling of additional wells.
0: The sales of LNG, because I understand you had a couple of contracts already and much of what you're producing is already going to market.
1: Correct. All the LNG that we produce just goes right out the door. Okay.
0: Helium, you had a cold box leak. You say you'll be up and running. Timeline for this, I think if I recall correctly, you're saying by the end of the year it should be in and you should be producing by next year.
1: Yeah, that's that's
0: all accurate. That's all accurate. The leak in it. Do you have a claim against the manufacturer or the plant designer, or is that just part of the operation? Sometimes these things happen.
1: We're working through all the permutations. Obviously, the contractor is still on site. I don't necessarily want to go into contractuals until the commissioning is finished.
0: Okay. That was phase one. I will get up through next year. The next biggie, of course, is phase two. You've done capital raises through the year. You've got some $750 million, $1.2 billion, and we're talking dollars here. The rest of the money, how are you going to look to raise that? NASDAQ IPO still on the cards?
1: Yeah, very much so. So of the $1.2 billion, there's obviously a private equity transaction, and I call it private equity because it's not at the listed space. It's at the asset level. That's for investment at the subsidiary level. In addition to that transaction, there's a tranche which we'll be looking to IPO on the NASDAQ with. And that gets us to the point where we are able to unlock the debt, draw down, and we can bring into operation phase two at 30 million standard cubic feet per day. Then in time, subject to market conditions, we'll then look to conclude a secondary offer on the NASDAQ. And the secondary offer then allows us to unlock the full project up to 45 million standard cubic feet
0: per day. I mean, the important point is that the conditions President, don't require a NASDAQ listing. They just require capital raise, and you can get that from other areas.
1: Absolutely right. Whether it's a private equity deal, mm-hmm. whether it's a convertible, it really, there's no restriction on what the capital is. It's just the capital.
0: And phase two, you're kind of splitting it into two parts. The first part, about two-thirds of full capacity, and then the, the last third, as you said, when you've got that a uh, sort of final tranche of capital.
1: Yes, absolutely. It's just very much a strategy of reducing dilution. That is, incidentally, a strategy that's quite readily adopted here in the U.S. by many of the oil and gas companies that IPO. There have been some instances, Chenier, for example, they IPO'd for the first time in their project, and they did seven subsequent capital raises, I believe, over a period of 14 months, and every time at a higher share price. It's par for the course on the U.S. side.
0: I take your point because it's as you sort of generate the profitability. If you put aside the development of phase two, phase one at full capacity, does that put you in a profit situation already?
1: Yeah, absolutely. The project was designed to be profitable from the beginning. It was a proof of concept, but it's still a profitable proof of concept.
0: Okay, so actually profits do start to flow. Completion date for phase two, 2027, will that be uh, both the sort of the two-third and then the sort of next last third coming on as well?
1: The the timing on the next last third is all subject to when we do the second cap race. Gotcha. So it's literally just a function of whenever we're ready for the the secondary offering into the NASDAQ, that then completely determines when it goes from $30 to
0: $45 Gotcha. You're talking in the results around gas shortage coming in South Africa. I've heard trails of it, but but talk us through it, because it's something which I've heard bits of rumors, but I don't know the details around this.
1: We've got no insights further than Mm. what we've picked up in the media. I'm certainly not speaking from a position of what we've heard. Let me let me just be clear about yep. that. It's clear that there's a gas curtailment coming through in the Robco pipeline and gas coming in from Mozambique. Obviously, it was made evident and public in the market that the pundit fields were running dry. And I think plans are being made to begin curtailing that gas feed coming into Johannesburg. Now, the issue there is that the amount of gas that's going through the pipeline to all of the various customers I believe it's somewhere in the region of about 220,000 gigajoules per day, Mm -hmm. give or take. That's a lot of energy. That is a (laughs) serious amount of energy to be cutting off to corporate South Africa in Johannesburg. So I think projects like this, projects like Amosford, there are a number of projects in South Africa that should be coming online a lot faster to try and make up some of this
0: this stopgap. A last question, you did the very small sort of proof of concept. You've done phase one as a sort of bigger proof of concept, now moving on to phase two. There's been some delays, some of it COVID, some of it is leaks in, in helium boxes. How, how sort of happy are you with the process? I mean, mining is tough. Gas extraction is tough. As you sit here in, in late 2023, how happy are you with the overall process so far?
1: You know, I'm not going to wax lyrical about the fact that we did everything exactly as we should have done. Um, yeah, <laughs> mistakes were made. And we've, yeah. we've learned from them. One of the most important things that we take away from this is the fact that the way that phase one unfolded has allowed us to do a thorough lessons learned and completely modify the strategy in terms of how we contract in phase two. So overall, I think the team, given the resources that they had, have done an amazing job. The team really are world class and outstanding. They did very difficult work under extremely difficult conditions and they've managed to do really well. So I'm incredibly proud of the team. Could the phase one project have been done better? Yes, of course it could have. But we've owned our mistakes from the beginning. The important thing is that we've learned what the mistakes were and we're implementing these in phase two.
0: That's perhaps part of the key point. I mean, phase one is a proof of concept, but perhaps bigger than proof of concept was lessons learned for a significantly larger phase two.
1: That was the point of doing a phase one.
0: We'll Stefano Morani, CEO at Renogen, always appreciate the time. The show is brought to you by Stanlib. Visit Stanlib.com to get in touch with one of their investment specialists. Stanlip Asset Management is an authorised financial services provider.